Welcome to On Air with Tatiana D. The hottest motivation show in your suburbs. Do you feel the daily routine is catching up? Are you a champion of your game? And you need an extra dose of positivity? Let's find out together how to live a happier life without stress or negativity. This is a story-driven podcast where we talk about motivation, inspiration, and success in almost our post-COVID reality. Epilepsy is a neurological disorder marked by sudden recurrent episodes of sensory disturbance, loss of consciousness, or convulsions associated with abnormal electrical activity in the brain. That is the medical cut and dry definition. However, how does that feel to live with epilepsy, to work and to have just normal life with epilepsy? Is it possible? What are the challenges? How difficult or easy is to get through the day? The most important question is how not to lose yourself in it and keep doing what you do and possibly even be happy with your life. How to still be positive and inspiring others. Today, I have a guest in the studio who has this knowledge firsthand, Sherry Dansby. She's a photographer, epilepsy activist, transgender woman, and just absolutely very cool person to be around with. Sherry, good to have you here. And please share, what is your story? It's a pleasure, Tatiana, to be here. Uh, my story basically is at age five. In 1977, I was diagnosed with what was then, and in, in a lot of countries and a lot of cultures, still a quote-unquote mental illness and, or a, some even refer to it as a possession, a demonic possession. Oh, wow. And... I um, was diagnosed with epilepsy then. I've been on almost every type of anti-epileptic drug. Um, it, and at one point I was having over a hundred seizures per day. And that's, wow. all, that's all in my permanent medical file. Um, the uh, statistics on it, are relatively shocking in the aspect that just a, just the top 10 statistics by the World Health Organization on it are a seizure where you lose some, most of the time in a seizure, you lose consciousness. Mm -hmm. um, it can last up to 30 minutes or longer before risking permanent brain damage. And yes, I, in 2020, epilepsy killed more people than breast cancer. Uh, about 75% of people with epilepsy never received treatment due to the extreme costs of the medication. Yeah, I mean, huh. I, 
I'm lucky I have some insurance. If it wasn't for the insurance to pay for the meds, I would be paying almost 5,000 a month just for my medications. And worldwide, 50 million people suffer from it. And just here in the US, the statistics on the death are the statistics, most of the statistics, including the one I previously gave you on the death of epilepsy over breast cancer are just here in the US. Over 3.4 million people just here in the US suffer from it. Um, about one in 10 people here in the US are diagnosed with it every year. Um, and worldwide, 5 million people per year. Uh, over 32% of people with this illness can't work. Because, and this is all here in the US. 56% um, of people with this illness experience, still experience seizures despite being on med, despite being on medication. 70% of people with this illness could live seizure-free if diagnosed and treated properly. Uh, it was not until the 1980s that here in the US, epilepsy was moved from the mental disorder list to the physical disorder list. Wow, I never knew that. Uh, epilepsy in kids uh, causes, the causes are 60 to 70% are unknown what causes it in kids. And over 25% of people here in the US uh, feel scared and nervous around a person with epilepsy. Uh, people with epilepsy have, um, and this is from my experience, have uh, little to no social life, uh, low income, if any. Uh, they're, when presented with, um, when it comes with police interference, uh, they're often arrested because they're acting properly. In fact, down in San Diego, several years back, a person who was having a seizure was arrested and beat by San Diego police because they thought he was resisting arrest. Wow, that is so unbelievable. Um, the, um, are there, sorry, I'm jumping in. Are there any to prevent situation like this? any medical cards or medical bracelets with information or anything on the person? There are medical bracelets. 
there are medical bracelets, um, but most of the time, like myself, people don't wear them because they feel stigmatized. Or, uh, epilepsy by, by its very nature, just even be, just the nature of the beast, so to speak, mm -hmm. uh, causes depression, self-isolation. Uh, you pretty much are more geared to live a single life because your partner, male or female, uh, doesn't want to bear the responsibility. I have been personally dumped by people I was dating because of this illness. That is so not fair. No, it's not fair. Um, the um, I've lost jobs because of it. Is there any protection, job protection laws or uh, anything? Yes. In place? Yes, according to the uh, Disability, American with Disabilities Act, companies cannot fire you based on your disability. But companies find other, quote unquote, other reasons to fire you. I hear you. you now, they might say, well, we let this person go because of poor job performance. Well, if you, and if you disclose it in an interview or on an application for a job, um, you're, um, when it comes to applying and interviewing for a job, you're in a catch-22 situation because of the simple fact, if you disclose it, the, the place, uh, the employer can say, oh, we've found somebody else or the job's no longer available. Exactly. And, and they don't have to disclose that um, if you don't disclose it and you get a job and you have a seizure on the job, they can actually fire you for falsifying a legal document because a job application is considered a legal document. It's like very tough catch 22. Yes, it's very catch-22. Uh, if you're in the entertainment industry, like you and I both are, um, if you come out, unless you're already an A-list, an A-lister, or a very prominent public figure, and but if you come out as that you have illness. You've killed your career. Yeah, let me go through, uh, yeah, let me go through real quick um, some famous people in history and modern day. 
Yeah, please do. I did my research too, but I would love to hear uh, what you're gonna say. Who have, uh, who either have or had epilepsy. Um, President Theodore Roosevelt had, yeah. had epilepsy. Um, Olympiac, Olympic athlete Day Green, British track and field had epilepsy. A very famous actor who is fortunately still with us, Danny Glover suffers from it. Um, Jason Snelling, former Atlanta Falcons running back, has it. Neil Young. Yes. Has it. A uh, British, the gal from British got, Britain's Got Talent, uh, Susan Boyle suffers. Yeah, she does. Uh, the owner of the Gold and Silver Pond Shop on History Channel's, on History Channel series, Pawn Stars, Rick Harrison. Rick Harrison, yes. He suffers from it. One person we all know and love and was tragic to lose him. Prince. Prince. He yeah. had epilepsy and even though the official cause of his death was natural causes, it is rumored that he died because of a seizure. Hmm. Um, Chanda Gunn has it, or had it, I'm sorry, uh, wasn't, I'm sorry, she has, she has it. Alan Fenka. I even found out that Elton John, John has it. Elton John has it. Hugo Weaving has it. Um, and the rapper Little Wayne has Lil it Little Wayne, yes. Uh, Aristotle had it. Uh, even the son of, I mean, even the uh, nephew, I'm sorry, not nephew, uh, cousin, even the cousin of Jesus Christ, John the Baptist had it. Oh, that's interesting how they determined that he had it. Uh, through DNA. Those are just a few examples of people with it. Yeah, I found out that um, Alexander the Great had it. Yep. And it was called as a sacred disease because they had no better way to label it or understand it. And Van Gogh. Van Gogh had it. Uh, there's... Um, so the list is huge. And, um, and there's little to no awareness. A little to no to none of the ever awareness, and that's the point why I'm hoping that maybe we can bring it a little a little bit of this information and sparkle some certain interest in those who are going to be hearing this episode, because at least we can try to do what we can to. But people are afraid of so many things when they have no knowledge. Well, and, to yeah. 
to call this disease as a uh, demonic possession, that's part of it. That is true. Also, another actor that we lost a few years ago, a very popular child actor, uh, starred on Disney Channel a lot, Cameron Boyce. Cameron Boyce, yes. He died of SUDEP. SUDEP stands for Sudden Unexpected Death in Epilepsy. Hmm. It kills. It kills on average, just here in the U.S., roughly half of that 50,000. Wow, he was was 21. Yeah, once again, the statistics I'm pulling, unless otherwise mentioned, are just here in the United States. Yeah, it's, it's horrible that it exists. But there's little to no awareness, and you got granted. I'm a big cancer uh, advocate because it has hit my family so hard. But the one that hits home for me is epilepsy. Yeah, of course. And when it, I, it's sad that I have to, when I go to a new doctor, I have to teach them. on what works, what doesn't. Well, somebody should, right? What people in general you would suggest, suppose, should know in order not to be, quote, unquote, afraid of seeing or dealing with people who got epilepsy? Let's say somebody goes, I go on the street and somebody falls on the ground seizing. What average person supposed to do besides calling 911? Stay with them. Um, Make sure all the, um, keep their head, don't hold their head. But if you, you know, take off your jacket or something, put it under their head. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't restrain them. Get anything that might be in their way that they could injure themselves with, um, obviously out of their way. And, uh, you know, call 911. Most seizures happen, they're brief. They're, you know, they, 90% of the seizures are relatively brief. They can last from just a split second up to three minutes, 90% of them. Hmm. Um, But it's that 30, when you start to go from the three minute mark up until the 30 minute. That's the scary one, I'd say. That's where brain damage and even death can occur. Hmm. You know, and above all else, do not put anything inside their mouth. Yeah, I read that uh, too. Because, especially a spoon, because that's an old wives' tale, uh, because they can actually choke and die on it. 
And I'm sure the last thing your listeners want to do is cause someone's death. Definitely. And especially, this has ha- this happened to someone I know personally because they did not know the treatment. I was at a party and I had a seizure. This was about 20, 30 years ago. And they put their finger in my mouth to keep me from biting my tongue. Um, they're actually missing the very tip of their finger. Oh, wow. I have bit my tongue down so, I have bit down on my tongue so hard that it has left indentations for up to a month. And it's not just me, it's every person diagnosed with it. Um, You take any three people in your circle, one of them is affected personally by this illness. Hmm. And just, but then again, just because somebody has a seizure does not mean they have epilepsy. Mm-hmm. You know, people with brain tumors, um, diabetics, they all can have a seizure. One in 20 people will have a seizure in their life. I mean, think about how small of a circle that is for you. Yes. So, but if you know somebody with epilepsy, educate yourself. I mean, because you could be saving, you could be in a position where you have to save their life. Uh, A lot of people are very good about, you know, taking their own medication. And Mm -hmm. some people aren't. But it's the nature of the beast. And as I mentioned earlier, the depression caused by the illness, well, you compound that with um, the depression and plus the side effects of all the medications. It, I mean, people with epilepsy have committed have committed suicide because they just can't deal with the depression. And that adds to the statistics. 50,000 people here in the US in 2020 uh, died of either epilepsy or epilepsy related deaths. Wow, that's pretty big numbers. Yeah. That's 10,000 more than breast cancer. Um, If you factor in cerebral palsy, muscular dystrophy, uh, Alzheimer's, and Parkinson's, more people are diagnosed every year with epilepsy than all four of those combined wow those are the numbers we have no idea of majority of the population yeah uh because because unless a celebrity dies of it and their family chooses to reveal it 
then they, um, yeah, nobody knows about it if they, if their family chooses to, re unless their family chooses to reveal it. Um, and subsequently, there's no activism. After Cameron Boyce's death, you saw a ton of activism on TV, but it was short-lived. And that's the sad thing. It is that same thing, and I'm trying to uh, think out loud as to why we don't talk or educate ourselves, or why don't we get concerned with getting information, not just on epilepsy, but on other relatively damaging, health damaging conditions, but specifically right now we're talking about epilepsy. How come, apparently it's easier to stay ignorant than concerned yourself with something which is I don't know. Yeah, it's potentially it's not something what you want to do. My sister, shortly after my father's death, um, and there's a lot, everybody knows there's a lot of stress after a loved one dies. Um, my sister, who is an executive producer in the industry, uh, she saw for the first time me having a seizure. I mean, up close and personal. Uh, and she freaked. She did not know what to do. And uh, she totally panicked. Uh, she, um, because it's that hush-hush in the entertainment industry that even if some, even if an entertainer does not have it, but a family member has it, they won't, they will not come forward because it could very well end their career. Yeah, you know, okay. but but on the other hand, you know, they'll come forward for something that doesn't affect them. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. You know, so it's a catch-22 situation. How, if I may ask, how often you, if you want to talk about that, how often do you get seizures? Um, up until, well, the ones that require me going to the hospital, they used to be about 100 a day years ago when I was first diagnosed up until 1990. Uh, because people with, and obviously people with epilepsy because it interferes with their schooling. Some don't even graduate high school. Okay. Um, I see. But me personally, up until I found a wonderful neurologist, or more specifically, an epitologist, which is a neurologist that deals exclusively with epilepsy. Epitologist, okay. 
Um, and then they slowly diminished after about, and up until my dad passed away in 2017, I was going on 10 years without one. Mm, that's good. Yeah, good for my uh, seizure activity and my functionality. Bad for my body because of all the medications I take. Yeah, I hear you. Um, like right now, just to control my epilepsy, I'm taking five medications. Hmm. Twice a day. And, uh, you know, plus also the fact that now I probably have them maybe once a year. Um, my, I have a very nice neurologist currently. Um, most people with epilepsy do not drive. I yeah, drive. I know that you're driving. Because I have forced myself When I get in the car, I know I have this illness. But also, if I'm not feeling 100%, because people, because a lot of people with epilepsy can tell if they're feeling a little off that day. Uh-huh. Some don't even experience that. If I'm not feeling 100% for whatever reason, I will not drive. So that is wonderful to know that you're strong enough to the point to feel your body, to understand your body's secret language, so to speak, to know whether or not it's coming today or not. That's good. So at least that is not impacting the quality of your life. Well, it does impact the quality because being a public figure and a photographer, people do not want to book me because of the simple fact that they're kind of afraid that I will have a seizure. During the photo shoot. During the photo shoot. And so they don't want to you know, they're like, um, I'm going to go with someone a little bit more expensive or a little, or someone a little bit more inexperienced. I hear what you're saying. You know, so, you know, just to avoid that possibility, you know, I've been very lucky. I have had, I've had two wonderful parents who um, have, my mother has taken for a while there while I was trying to get on government assistance for my medicine. Mm -hmm. My mother paid like five, $6,000 a month out of her pocket just so I could get the medication. And Access to the medication is the hardest thing for people with this illness. 
access to proper diagnosis is the second hardest thing. Third hardest thing is understanding. People, yeah. people understanding that and being compassionate enough to learn about it, to go, okay, here's something I need to learn about. That's why I started a Facebook group and a page on Facebook uh, called Epilepsy Awareness in the Entertainment Industry. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, and we're going to include that to the footnotes of the show so people would be able to. I have a resource. I will, to all your listeners, just go on Facebook and type in epilepsy awareness in the entertainment industry, like the page, join the group. I got people from around the world. I have celebrities. Um, that I got. I have a friend in the UK who suffered. She's a former. She's a former Playboy bunny. Mm-hmm. Model actress suffers from epilepsy. Wow. I know people in the entertainment industry who have come out to me and revealed, yes, they have it. Uh, Ron Jeremy, the uh, adult film actor, he, despite what he did in his personal life, he would donate about 90% of his time and resources to causes that helped kids with epilepsy. Oh, that's amazing. I had the chance to talk to him one time. And unfortunately, I had ran out of business cards. <laughs> that happens to you sometimes, right? Um, Don't we know it all? But yeah, I will send your listeners, I will send you the links to um, those. And I'm developing a page on my website uh, that has resources. That's amazing. Yeah, and that's not, and most of those resources are going to be for epilepsy, but there will be other resource links in there. That's good. What would you say, what is your message to our listeners, how they can have better quality of life if they themselves or their loved one or someone they know and close to them do have epilepsy. In order to achieve a better quality of life for the people that you know, because those are two distinct different groups. Um, in order for the people you know to achieve a better quality of life who have it, be supportive, be encouraging. Don't make fun of them. You oh my will, God. Who would do that? You will never believe how many families, brothers and sisters, parents, uncles, etc., 
make fun of the person who has the illness. Oh my God, I would never thought of that. Huh? I experienced it firsthand with my sister. I'm sorry to hear that. Now the person who, you know, be supportive of um, encourage them to get into an activity, whether that's, you know, jogging every day or run or taking pictures. I've learned when in my, since flashing lights can cause epilepsy, an epilepsy attack, I have learned not to look directly at the flash, even when I'm having my own picture taken. Or when I'm testing my lights, I never look directly at the flash. Uh-huh. Um, Smart. So yeah, encourage your, encourage your loved ones, be there for them, support them. Uh, for the people out there who have the illness that are listening to this, take up a constructive hobby that you can do in your own time, that you don't really have to go to school for, or maybe even light schooling, which you can do online now. Mm -hmm. uh, and you, um, like for me, it was photography. Uh, I, I occasionally write. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I have a service animal, a German Shepherd. Her name's Shelby, and she follows me everywhere. So get a pet, some type of pet that you can hold. Mm -hmm. uh, whether it be a dog, a cat, a hamster. Heck, a friend of mine had a possum. Wow. Um. So that if you feel you're anxious or that a possible seizure is coming on, because animals have a way of detecting it and warning you. How? It's a sixth sense that they have. Mm -hmm. um, I remember one time I had a dog that was... Um, it was my mom's dog, actually, but it followed me everywhere. And I had a seizure one time. It actually put its head under my head. Wow. Oh. To keep me from injuring my head. So animals have like a sixth sense. They can actually tell. Uh, contact your local... If you're looking for aid and support, contact your local, um, just do a Google for uh, epilepsy support near me. And it will bring up a whole list of organizations, uh, local, all the way to international organizations, nonprofit and private. Uh, yeah, just pursue your dreams and seek support because epilepsy is recognized by the Americans with Disability Association and they 
and people, I don't encourage it, but if it's your only means, get on some kind of government assistance. I, now, I have a friend in Newport Beach who has epilepsy. She bakes cheesecakes and gives them away during the holidays. That's kind of her release. Wonderful. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. From what from what uh we we just got a little glimpse of the way of detecting and living with the disease. And what I can say in conclusion that the story is very interesting because it shows us different depths and facets of a condition we don't come around or come in touch with on a daily basis, or some of us choose to ignore it. And I hope today's conversation would inspire some of us to learn a little more about it and learn how to look at it, one another with a better perception of what we are. Because the main thing is, just to learn how to tolerate one another and how to love one another and be just friends as much as possible because it takes a lot more efforts to disregard someone, not to like someone rather than open up your heart and find a way to love someone and support. So I hope that would be a lesson of our interview today and I would be looking forward to bring you back to talk, to do some kind of follow up and talk about other interesting things happening in your life. And Thanks. I would say, I absolutely love that you do photography because you're one great of a photographer. Thank you very much. I will send you also my uh, website link. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, thank you very much. And that's it. It's time to wrap up another episode. You can find any of your favorite episodes anywhere where you are listening to your podcasts. Google, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Could you possibly do me a favor and leave a review there to help other amazing people like yourself to find my podcast faster? If you got a question, suggestion, or just want to say hello, please find me on Instagram at underscore Tatiana Davidoff. Until next episode, stay safe, motivated, peaceful, happy. Bye-bye.